all those people that you're going to listen to and see today are people that are, in my mind, transformed men because they realize that the anxiety was a catalyst for them to find their truth, to find their authentic self and to live a life that is much more joyful and, and purposeful than it has been before. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Sim, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today and share a little bit about your journey with anxiety. Now, I'll ask uh, the other uh, yeah, volunteers what their anxiety symptoms were and how long they had anxiety before they were actually asking for help. How was that for you? Sure. Um, well, I can kind of give you a little bit of background into, um, I guess I've always had anxiety. Um, it's, it's just something that I've kind of dealt with. Um, however, it was something that I didn't know that I had until um, I had all this pressure at work and it kind of just built up. Um, uh, so it just started with um, kind of like being really restless and um, it's, it just so happened that like, I think one time I just, I just had so much adrenaline inside me that um, uh, like I, I was having trouble even walking. Another big thing with, with anxiety, which uh, really got worse, like maybe a month or two down the road uh, was just the, the, the thoughts that were coming into my head. And it was just like, um, the slightest thing would just throw me into a whirlwind of worry and just wondering like, okay, um, is this thought like, it would just, it would, it was like, um, uh, it was like a never ending kind of like thought process where like by the end of it, I could feel that my brain was just so, so tired of just looking, of just thinking of every single possibility and just, um, yeah, so that was that was a little bit of my symptoms, I guess, just not being able to sleep. Um, and what would and, be like a thought like that, the, the typical thought that you would have? Um, yeah, like, so I guess a way to kind of like combat like this anxiety was just to kind of like, um, at the time, I would say it was like combat because I felt like I was in a fight with it. Uh, but it was just kind of going to like, for instance, I would go to for a walk in the park or a walk by the lake. Um, and at this one instance, I had um, gone to the park with my son. <clears throat> and it was just one of those instances where um, I think there was a like some sort of fair or um, something going on where there was you know, they had activities for kids. So at this particular moment, um, I think one of the, um, the organizers, I think they were kind of blowing bubbles or something. And then 
I think one of the bubbles got on my head and I was just like, oh my God, what is this bubble? Like, you know, like I had to rush home and, uh, you know, take a shower. And like, it was like, it was almost like every little thing was just making me like into a whirlwind of worry. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, um, it's almost like, you know, your most important organ, which is your brain is almost like not able to kind of decipher what is real danger as opposed to just regular activities. So it's almost like you're always in a, you know, in a perpetual state of um, this sort of worry or fear or, um, and it just, and it's just something that you just, I guess the most frustrating part was like, um, you know, when you, when you're going through something, you know, even when you're going through some sort of pain or anything like that, you can kind of take a respite from it by, you know, getting some sleep. But the fact that I wasn't getting any sleep, um, it was just, it was just exacerbating the problem. And um, I guess I was just in that, I guess one of the things that I, that I realized about myself was I was just going to, um, you know, my wife or my siblings in the middle of the night and just, you know, texting them and saying, oh my God, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. What do I do? What do I do? Uh, so that was just one of the things that I, you know, yeah. learned how to kind of, you know, by working with you, um, just learn to kind of, you know, handle my own problems and, you know, build that trust in myself as well. So, but um, you were yeah. definitely in a bad shape when we started first talking and, uh, yeah. Yeah. When you look back, what do you feel like made you want to work the way I'm working? What was the idea for you? Like, okay, I look for another way and an alternative way. And what were you especially looking for when you came? Oh, oh, to work with you. Right. I think it was just really tough for, for my family as a whole. Um, So there was many nights that like my wife, like if I wasn't sleeping, you know, my wife wasn't sleeping either. Um, sometimes I would like go into, um, you know, another room. Um, you know, one particular instance, um, I went into another room and um, I think this was a, this was a week where I didn't sleep for, I think three to four days, three or four days straight. So I was up for three or four days straight. So all I was doing is I had my light on and I was just on uh, the website uh, drugs.com and just searching different drugs that would help me with my anxiety and um, and then reading the side effects and then getting even more anxiety. <laughs> so, you know, I. Uh, yeah, so that was that was. Just, but you know, just, I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to you, with not yeah. sleeping, with the feeling of just not seeing any progress, not seeing any solution, and and I know that for you and I, it was at the beginning really, really important for you to trust, to trust that something can change, that you can outgrow this, that you can heal, and that you are doing the work but when you're tracing your steps back what do you think are some of those real opening 
insights that you that you gained you know whether it's you know work on your past connecting to your inner child or what what would you say really made you feel like yeah i now i can see much more clearly beyond the symptoms um <clears throat> for me personally i think anxiety was just something that um I was able to, uh, for me, I think anxiety is about um, a, a large element of it is about trust. Um, so just building that trust in yourself. Um, so whenever you have, you know, any sort of anxiety or any sort of kind of setback or any issues, you know, you have that you know, feeling inside yourself that, okay, you know what, I have the toolkits that I have and I have, you know, I have trust in myself that I will be able to um, kind of overcome whatever, whatever feeling that I'm, I'm, I'm getting. One thing I wanted just to ask you about um, what you mentioned, your avoidance, because that's a really common way people cope with their issues and avoidance like you said is often distraction can be also avoidance of discomfort now you definitely you know would say well i was avoiding a lot of things i was avoiding maybe you know making up my own mind taking responsibility rather asking other people you were avoiding maybe also things about your finances or the beauty about your journey was also that you really grew out of all of that and empowered yourself. Tell us a little bit more about the sense of no longer being in that anxious child mentality, which was a part of, I think, what you were dealing with. Yeah, so I guess the avoidance pattern was just something that I kind of subconsciously, I feel like I picked up from um maybe my mom I, I know she has an avoidance pattern she likes to avoid um conflict um so that was just something that subconsciously i picked up from my mom so whenever i would have any sort of uh discomfort i would just kind of excuse myself from the situation or you know just just um you know not be able to it was similar to my work situation as well, uh, where I just wanted, like, I was feeling discomfort and I would just wanted to kind of just run away and just, you know, like be in my, um, you know, just, just be at home. Um, so that avoidance pattern kind of like extended into, um, extended into anxiety as well, where, I just wanted to avoid my thoughts, you know, I just wanted to avoid that pattern of anxiety um, where I was just, uh, you know, one of, one of the symptoms that I also um, had uh, with anxiety was like, you know, I just started pacing. So, I, so there were some days where I would just pace around the house all day and my wife would come home from work and ask me what I did. And, I would tell her that I paced the whole day. Like walking um, away from yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I had all of that anxious energy. And I guess um, you mentioned that like uh, pacing was kind of like um, me trying to run away from, you know, 
my present situation. So that was just a physical manifestation of what I was feeling. Do you feel like you had to change your relationship to yourself in order to do those things? You know, sometimes we are telling ourselves, oh, I'm just going to push through the anxiety. I'm just going to expose myself. But then we are creating more damage and we are helping because we haven't really changed. You know, we haven't really seen ourselves differently. We didn't really create more trust. So wasn't your journey first to really build more the belief in yourself, knowing that you can comfort yourself, that you can rely on yourself, that you can do the things that you were avoiding before you were exposing yourself to those things? Yeah, I think I think um, a big part is, um, you know, with anxiety, um, like you mentioned, is um, you know, kind of understanding that anxiety is just that inner child where, you know, it, it's kind of telling you like, you know, I remember you were telling me this, that, um, you know, whenever you get into this state, just, uh, it's just the inner child asking you like, are we safe? Are we safe? And, you know, just comforting myself. And, you know, whenever I get into these sort of anxious states or um, whenever I feel anxious, just realizing that, you know, like, yeah, we are safe. We are we are capable of doing whatever um, it is asked of us. We are um, confident. We can do this. Um, so obviously, that wasn't something that just you know happened overnight. It was. It, it took a lot of work. Um, I, I was just. I had a lot of um, learning to do. That's for sure. And how are you now? What would you say has, how has the anxiety journey, this outgrowing into more trusting yourself, how has it changed you? How has it changed your life? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess the biggest thing is like, um, you know, I no longer feel like I have um, handcuffs on myself, you know, like I, um, you know, for the longest time, um, I'm 37 right now, but I guess from 18 to, or I would say like the beginning of high school when my, um, I began, like what I thought was my stomach issues, um, that's when they started. So from 15 to 34, um, you know, I had these like um, stomach issues. Um, I knew that there was something wrong. Um, I just didn't know that it was, uh, that it was, um, you know, my mental health that was, that needed to be addressed. Um, so I went to traditional Chinese medicine practitioners. I went to naturopaths. I went to everyone just trying to figure out what was wrong with my, with my stomach. Um, and it wasn't until, um, you know, the, the anxiety got into a state where I could no longer ignore it, that I realized that it was anxiety. Um, so just being able to like kind of address the, the when I realized it was anxiety, um, just being able to address anxiety, the anxiety and just kind of building a stronger me, building a more confident me, uh, building a person that is trustworthy, um, not only for my uh, someone that my wife 
can trust um, and has confidence in someone that my um, someone that my uh, children can kind of look up to and be like, okay, you know what, our dad, um, you know, he 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 does, um, you know, maybe he might get into an anxious state or whatever, but he's able to kind of get out of those situations and he has a trust in himself and he has a confidence to, to, um, to face whatever problems that he has. So I guess for me, it was just, um, you know, I guess I know a lot like being able to, um, kind of go on this journey with anxiety. It kind of, um, it allowed me to not have any handcuffs on my hand anymore. So I, I can kind of be myself. I, I no longer have, um, I'm really scared of what people think of me or, you know, I am who I am. And um, I remember, um, you know, I encourage a lot of your listeners. I, re- I was listening to one of your recent podcasts and um, the lady had the same issues where, you know, like the anxiety went to her gut. Um, so it was just, something to keep in mind for people that are, you know, facing these kind of uh, issues um, that, you know, it might have more to do with your head than it does uh, your gut. Mm. So if you would have never really listened to your anxiety, what kind of person would you be? Meaning if I... If you uh, would have never addressed it, you would have never done anything about it, you would have never grown beyond it. I guess I would just be a shell of myself, right? I wouldn't be um, confident. Um, it would probably result in, um, you know, not really um, applying myself to anything, right? At the first set of some sort of difficulty or hardship, I would just quit. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess... I, dealing, uh, going through this journey has given me the, the confidence and, and the toolkit to kind of deal with any situation that comes my way. Um, so what resulted was a more confident person, a more um, trusting person, a more, um, yeah, a better husband, a better son, a better, you know, a better father, right? So. Um, I so think. for anyone who is afraid of dealing with anxiety, especially men who often have a hard time sharing with others that they're anxious, what would you advise them? Men um, owe it to themselves to really, you know, really, um, really explore this area of mental health and mental well-being. Um, it could really add to um, add add um add to their life expectancy and just to um you know I, i'm sure they're in relationships where you know their wives love them and you know a lot of people are depending on them and um you know it's it's much more easier to address these issues now rather than them turning into a much more debilitating de- uh, disease absolutely and not only that, I mean, you're the best example of someone who knows that 
now that you have addressed your anxiety and that you grew into the self-reliant, self-trusting man that you became, your life is better. Relationships are better. Your job experience is better. Your relationship to your children is better. I mean, you just have also probably much more peace and, uh, and fulfillment in your life than before. I guess anxiety and like mental health is something that has kind of run through my family, more specifically my the mom, my mom's side of the family. And um, yeah, um, yeah, we lost uh, like some family members to you know mental health. Um, but I guess I was brought into this world to kind of like to kind of put an end to that, put an end to uh, the suffering, put an end to the, the way my mom kind of dealt with anxiety was just to kind of avoid it or to, mm. you know, suppress it, not bring it up. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying a new approach and, uh, you know, I'm, I am addressing it and I am bringing it up and I do feel that it is very important. Um, I know my son kind of maybe subconsciously picked up a little bit of anxiety for me. So that, that, so I'm going to learn whatever I learned from you and, you know, um, use those principles or share those principles with him. So, you know, we no longer have to be uh, burdened by, by this. Thank you. That's a beautiful way of, also paying it forward and like you said ending the cycle of anxiety in your lineage and uh, creating hopefully for your children and yourself more joyful and and peaceful experiences so thank you sim so much for being here and inspiring all the listeners and viewers to because they can relate i'm sure many of them to what you went through because you had this whole spectrum of struggles and you could have just given up, but you didn't. And that is something that you, and uh, I think as an inspiration, you can be very proud of yourself. So thank you very much for being there. Thank you, Dr. Freeman. Uh, you know, uh, you've been an instrumental part of uh, my journey and um, yeah, I'm just really grateful. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. And uh, as I just said uh, before uh, the recording started, you are a star because you certainly have overcome so much. So I, I want to just ask you, what would you say was, uh, you know, what were your anxiety symptoms? What did you struggle with the most before we met? Well, Dr. Prima, thank you. It's been great. Our sessions together have been great and very beneficial. And uh, to answer your question, I was in a I was in a mess. Uh, however, I didn't really know exactly how to label it. I, I knew, I mean, I heard the word anxiety, but specifically, I didn't know exactly what that was or symptoms were. But I, I, I felt lousy and was uh, in like some physical and probably mental pain as well. And uh, I had, had read your book and benefited from that, but uh, I said, well, this could well be anxiety. And, uh, and I had actually uh, had even before thought of that as well. And uh, 
So I was just, it wasn't a thing where I can specifically label it. I just, it was kind of an overwhelming feeling of uh, discomfort and pain and uh, uh, not good. But I really wasn't, you know, you, you think of it, well, is this something that's normal or not normal? I, I, it's really, you really didn't think of it as a separate thing. It just kind of was an overwhelming thing. It's, it was who you are. And it, it was something that I had dealt with for so long. And uh, I didn't say, well, this is specifically anxiety. I just knew that I wasn't well at the time. For and, how long uh, have you been dealing with it, you think? Oh, I would bet it would be uh, signs of at least a couple decades, probably. Or And, and it kind of maybe even goes back farther from than that. I, uh, as we've talked about, I had some kind of a craziness uh, growing up and things like that and other obstacles. So it kind of, the seeds kind of planted then. And it, probably has been with me in one form or another for maybe many decades, but uh, it kind of came on even much stronger uh, uh, before, right before I got in touch with you. And uh, it, uh, so it was to actually specifically describe it, the symptoms, it was just kind of an overall uh, feeling of unwellness and, and uh, like anguish, maybe mental anguish and some physical anguish that, uh, as well, that that can be part of anxiety too, as you talked about it as we have talked about but yeah. uh, it, uh, it was a thing where it was kind of overwhelming and uh it was kind of when i reached out to you which i'm so glad i did it uh it was a thing where it was a decision just to, uh i don't know if i say desperation but it was just uh another uh well i'll, I'll give this a shot i've tried other things the, the book has great ideas and and, and uh, but when you actually have the meeting with you it, it's uh it crystallizes it or it brings it to reality as well, even more reality. And it, uh, it uh, has been very helpful and it gives you a perspective. That's another thing. I really didn't, when you're there, you don't really have a perspective. You, have the, you just know you're in pain, but uh, it uh, talking to you gives you a perspective of what it actually is and it's not you. But I, I had the overwhelming feeling that that's all I was. It was just, I was kind of day-to-day -day kind of struggling to, to get along and, and uh, I mean, for you, it was certainly your physical pain because yes. you couldn't do your biking anymore or mm -hmm. things that you like to do. But then you also, it was interesting when you were starting to listen to your thoughts. I mean, you didn't even realize how negative your thoughts were. Remember at the beginning, it was, it was an unawareness of how many times you beat yourself up, put yourself down, judged yourself, told yourself, I cannot do this. Is this, you know, too much? I'm not good enough. I mean, what would you say? Was that something that was a first step for you to realize, oh, I am actually doing this to myself? That That's so true. You know, we've come such a long way and our, our sessions and, and been a po so positive. And then looking back on it, you have to recall that, that the situation, I have to recall the situation I was in, and it's hard to remember all the things I was going through, but but you're right. It was a constant chatter of negativity that I was uh, unleashing on myself. It was just a, it's kind of what I had grown up with, uh, you know, negativity and, and things like that, and just kind of instilled in me. And I, I thought that was normal. I mean, every, uh, I didn't have much kind everything I did. If something messed up, I would point to myself rather than just take it as a situation that has to be dealt with maybe in a different way. It's not me. It's, it's a, so just dealing with a situation, whether it's at work or anything, actually. But it was a constant negativity that I 
think, well, if I'm involved in this, it'll, something wrong will happen. If it does happen, it's all me. That's it's my fault, and uh, so it's it's just I'm inadequate in what I do. And, and those thoughts were constant. And and you're right, it's it was an unawareness that I even had those thoughts. It was just like that was a fish that didn't know it was in water. I just kind of it was just with me all. Uh, I was surrounded by it, and it uh, to bringing that out and realizing that uh, I do have those thoughts. That was a, a, a great benefit even before I actually did dealt with it. Just knowing that I had those thoughts was, was a great help. And I, I, I didn't know that and the negative thoughts, you're right, were a, a major part of, uh, of contributing to uh, my overall anxiety, no doubt. And I think, you know, the negative thoughts were, and like m many men have that issue, very comparing with others and feeling yes. less than and uh, especially at work i remember there were things where you just felt like you just mentioned inadequate mm -hmm. and uh, a fun side note is that once you were starting to really overcome your anxiety you actually won the employee of the year award <laughs> which proved that you were not inadequate at all but highly appreciated yes that was that that uh, after we had the number of sessions that came along, I was surprised, but we also talked about the picture of myself that I was putting forth to others when that improved with me, the my outward, uh, uh, how others looked at me improved as well. So that, I think that was a contributor to that as well. People saw that I was more confident in myself and I, I would guess that that's was a factor in, in how I got that too. And whether, so if I started looking at myself better, my truer self came through and, I think that was a, a factor. So that definitely contributed to that. But, uh, thank you for mentioning that. that well, was... yeah. And I think you, you know, you said also that uh, how you're interacting with others by showing your authenticity mm -hmm. is almost making other people so much more open themselves. You know, where you in the past, you would have looked at people that you thought were better or more successful or any of those things. And, and now you just, treat them like an equal and yes. they are so appreciative and opening up to you right that is i mean that is the word miraculous is the way i look at it it's just like before i would tense up in in most interactions with other people and i would have that feeling of inadequacy when i would do that whether it was someone higher up in an organization i work with or anyone actually i'd kind of get there my boss or or whatever and yes just letting your authentic self out and just it's almost like you're just naturally reacting to things rather than being tensed up which creates anxiety and making sure you say the right thing walking on eggshells all the time if you just relax and uh be yourself it, it just uh, is amazing and people have want to share more of themselves with you when you do that because they know it's kind of a barrier you put up between people if you're just all the time pretending and not being yourself and be, but when you, like I say, being more authentic. And that uh, is what I'm, uh, I've really made ad many advances in being more authentic. And uh, that's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know I was so out of touch with my authentic self. And uh, so, but the interactions with people, that's been one of my greatest uh, mm. positive steps forward uh, in our, from our sessions. And, uh, and do you feel idea. like that the authentic self was always there and you were just not aware of it, or you were hiding it, or do you feel the authentic self was something that you developed once you overcame the anxiety? Uh, 
it was always there. Uh, I think it is always there. Probably with anybody, it's always there. But uh, it's just that I hit it for some reason. I, I would guess being uh, just looking at it, uh, it would be something that I was afraid to be myself because it, in the past I would think that that had negative results, which I probably wasn't being myself in the past too. But uh, mm -hmm. but you're right. It was it was always there. But this kind of you kind of drop the you know the barrier or whatever and you can the more you can be your authentic self it just really uh it makes you feel better about things and, and uh uh so it probably yes it, i think it was always there it's just this kind of un it unleashes it or whatever and makes it uh more when i realize it is there i'm more uh less fearful to be my authentic self and uh, i've made much progress in that area so. And how much do you feel like that the work on your past, you know, especially your childhood and also working with the inner child had helped you to just find more peace around it and uh, and ultimately leave this behind you? Yes, well, I've heard of that, you know, the term inner child before we started meeting, but that that's it. We're basically still have that inner child with us. And you've taught me some techniques to do that. And I've done a few little writing exercises and uh, other things that we've talked about. It, you're right, you all still have that uh, basic inner child always with you, whatever, whatever age you are. And so that's, I guess, would be the authentic self as well. And we taught things even by looking at a picture of myself when I'm a, a young child or whatever, that gives you more of a, a good feeling that, that that child still is there. And uh, it, it really makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of getting in touch with that. We've talked about ways to do that and it's, it's been very uh, invaluable as well and uh, so it, it does. But like isn't it interesting it, that when you probably thought back at your childhood before you probably had a lot of negative feelings about it you know like maybe mm -hmm. there was some pain or some resentment and now when you think about the inner child what do you feel differently is there like less of the negativity more of a warm compassion or what how would you describe the relationship you know interesting you say that I, i've thought about that uh, myself not really as a very young child but maybe you know seven eight nine years old that i look back with much empathy that there was a young child there just wanting to get along in this world and and uh, a lot of negativity was thrown at him at that age and further in further ages uh, when I got older and uh, you really have much sympathy for him and much uh, you really feel for the the child and what they went through and you really have much more empathy and sympathy and uh, caring for the inner child that they they went through a lot and uh, they just an innocent child that didn't deserve all that and uh, you really get a, a better uh, admiration or whatever or love for the inner child that uh, you you, you, when you think about that, it really can almost kind of brings up uh, some uh, emotion or whatever that you uh, you feel for the the child and what they went through, and and uh, that, that you feel some sympathy for him. Just looking back, and some I look at some of the things I I did and went through and experienced, and uh, you know why does a person have to do that? But you re really feel more empathy when you do that. You really kind of get a, a better feeling too. It's it's a, a thing where. That you really validate the inner child is really a wonderful person and uh, and deserves to be cared for and then and uh, respected and everything like that. So that helps as well to have a more of a, a respect or, or sympathy or good feeling for your inner child too. 
Well, once, what was also interesting, and I think that I see this very often, is that when you realize the inner child or whatever happened in the, in the past to you, you didn't really deserve, mm -hmm. uh, you automatically also can much more disconnect from those imprints and limiting beliefs and feelings of inadequacy that in the end were not really your idea. It was like how your environment treated you and how you were, you know, maybe talked to. But until you really made that connection to the child, you probably thought, well, that's probably the truth. That must be me. I must be exactly that what people thought I was or how they treated me in my childhood. And then when you're seeing it more from the outside and you realize who you were and what happened to you and you realize that's not fair, that's not really what I deserved all of those imprints have no longer that same power. Isn't that true? That is true. You're right. And I did, you do think, uh, even from that age and on, all the things that happened to you, you think you do kind of deserve them because you always go to back to yourself. I must be inadequate. They must, people who criticize must be right. I deserve this because I'm doing something wrong. And we, we do, when you turn it and you can say, be more empathetic for the, the child and say they, they don't deserve that no one deserves to have to go through something like that you really it does give you a better feeling about the, the whole situation it makes you feel better as an adult or whatever yeah well and when you look back at your journey one of those um steps that really helped you and i think it's a step that we all need to remember is to implement that we are more authentic, that we are growing beyond our old beliefs and patterns and anxieties. And that means sometimes getting out of the comfort zone. And for you, it was literally doing things that you were not so comfortable with, like changing your home. You were moving out, a place that you have been in for many years. And then you said, how was that for you? What, what did that do for you? Well, you know, when we had our sessions and everything, they were very beneficial, but I still had to kind of fight that uh, thinking that oh, this isn't really going to work. I mean, I'm not ever going to get better, things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm doing the sessions. Dr. Friedman is great, but you kind of still have to fight the negative feelings. And you had mentioned that just, I mean, you didn't really overwhelm me, but you said, well, it might be a good idea to maybe even physically move. And uh, I, my natural thinking, well, what, what does that matter? It don't matter where I live or anything. It's just, four walls and things like that. But uh, you know, when you plant a seed that sometimes it doesn't hit right away and I uh, just got to think, well, you know, I might give that a shot. And uh, so I found another place, not far from where I used to live and, uh, and uh, moved and it, it was a dramatic change. I mean, it, it really was. And it's, like I say, it's in the same town and it's, and it's not a whole lot different from the place I used to live, but the move really, it just kind of uh, crystallized a lot. And I'm, I'm still uh, really glad I did. It's been almost two years now since I did that. And it was, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, I'm glad I did it and it's changed. It gives me a new perspective and, and uh, it's a smaller place. So the people here, you, it's kind of a more of a community type thing. I used to live in a, a larger uh, a facility and, uh, and so you kind of give a community your interaction and support the, the neighbors and things like that. It's you just kind of, so it's been positive on virtually every front. And, and so that's a, a positive as well. So it wasn't even a dramatic move. It was just a move 
kind of a kind of across town, but uh, it was just kind of an uh, that the department and, and I'm we've also talked about uh, things about you can kind of spruce up your apartment in your environment, make it better, and things like that. And so I've uh, been really it's been a challenge, but I've been really making an effort to do that. And uh, so that's part of anxiety. I was kind of just stuck in a situation where everything I do would do minimally. Well, you know, I'd live here. I just kind of do this and do that. Uh, whereas I kind of now can be proactive and, and uh, make my life better in, in that way as well. But the, the, the change there uh, is like I say, it's not like I moved across country or anything, but it's just, it was a, it was a good move. I'm glad I did it. And glad you. I mean, being in the old place were so many memories and also yeah. it was, you know, we talked about, a little a reflection on how you treated yourself. Very, mm -hmm. you know, utilitarian. Not really anything that you were looking forward to come home to. And now it just really changed because you value yourself more and your environment reflects that. And that's something that I also find, you know, in general important, like you did, say no to people that took you for granted or say no to things that, you know, just assume that you will show up as a volunteer or as you know to helping out and and you realized it stresses you out it's too much for you you don't have the energy and so you said no something that probably in the past you would have never dared to do yeah i don't want i don't want them to think badly of me that's what i would be thinking you know because people already thought badly enough of me which is what i thought but uh, but, but that's exactly right too so change is more than, than just that yes it was just a uh it, it, my thoughts were so all over the place that it, it oh yeah here I got an apartment I go to it after I get off work and it's no big deal but it actually was a big deal I mean it's uh, your immediate environment is a big was and it and it's you're right utilitarian is where I was looking for yeah. we've talked about that as well and that's what that's all it was and, and that's kind of a thing from my family history as well I mean that was kind of an attitude for a lot of things and and uh, so, but it's, and it's not, it's an ongoing thing. I'm still, have to, I make an effort, it's, it, and, uh, but it's definitely worth the effort to, uh, to make my surroundings better and, uh, and, and like that. But it was definitely, a, the change that has definitely been, been good. Do you feel like overall your life, the way you feel it, the way you experience it is better because you were addressing your anxiety? Oh, yes, no doubt. Uh, so much better and it's an ongoing thing but it's it's oh my gosh from where point a to point b from where we first started meeting to now i mean it hasn't been a straight line uh, you know i've had some times where this i wasn't thinking i was making progress and is this really gonna it's i'm not gonna say it's been nirvana but i from point a to point b it's uh it, it's not even comparable i mean it's it's uh it's uh, and i like i say there's still sometimes it's, I don't know if this, but two step forward, one back, but the progress is, I mean, I'm confident too. That's another thing. I've been confident that I can get better and uh, it's that, that, and I can still get better. I mean, it's, it's an ongoing thing. It always will be. And as far as I'm saying, like I say, interacting with people, I like saying, well, I can, every time I, I learn, I, I can relax more, be more myself. So, so much. Better. I mean, I think well, one of the things that you just mentioned about confidence is also that like most people, when you had an emotion like an anxiety or you felt something in your body that was stress related, you didn't have the tools, you didn't really know what to do with it. And yeah. now, you know, now, you know, okay, I'll just kind of 
do certain things and it makes me feel better and I'll exactly. realize where it comes from and and then you shift out of it and that gives you confidence that gives you a sense of oh I have the owner's manual to my mind now and to my yeah. body now I know what to do yes I mean you're right anxiety still is can come on sometimes but you're right I know how to deal with it and I, it's and we've talked about this as well anxiety is not who I am it's just it's a thing that's there and I how I react to it and things I can do and uh, it can go down and, and it it does work. And that's another thing I, in, in the past, I, I just kind of said that I can't do anything about it, but now right. I can. And uh, the tools are there. You're right. And the, what we've talked about and, uh, and it, the, like I said, the confidence that you can get better. I, I would kept thinking that cause I tried other things before we started meeting it and, and uh, it may have helped, but it really not much really did that, because I still was kind of in bad shape when I called you. So in other words, obviously nothing really helped, but it was just kind of another step I took, but I'm glad I took it. And uh, and uh, like you're saying, guys sometimes don't think, well, I don't need to do this or I don't need to reach out or uh, I'll just solve this on my own. Well, I wasn't solving it on my own, obviously, uh, looking back now. But uh, so it's not admitting a weakness or something if you reach out for some help or whatever it's uh it's a great benefit and, and like i say i'm not saying it's not magic and it doesn't happen overnight but it's it's you can get better that's that's one thing and i didn't think i could even like i say even after the first part of our first few i mean session it, it sinks well i don't know this i'm not it's it's it was kind of it's rocky and things like that but it's definitely worth it to go to just keep uh, trying it and, and when you have confidence and you can get better you can do things that uh, will get you even better you you go ahead and do them i mean it's it's a growing process it's a growth mm -hmm. process but would you say from what you tried in the past where you wanted to deal with anxiety was the focus there more on let's somehow manage the symptom and what you learned on your healing journey was more like the symptom is just the symptom of a bigger issue, which is me being stuck, stuck in my yes. past, stuck in a limiting, you know, limiting idea of who I am, stuck in, uh, you know, negative thinking towards myself. I mean, would you say that you had to grow from that in order to change and not just battle the emotion, which I think is really an important message that I also want to convey that it's not about Oh, let's get rid of the anxiety. It's about let's grow from it and beyond it. Yes, getting rid of the anxiety is just a benefit of changing uh, and seeing that there's so much more than I could see. I was unaware of so much. And we talk about being aware, but I was unaware of so much. And uh, it's just, I don't know what, I guess they say, opening up a whole new universe of things that I didn't know and and things that you can work on an experience. Thank you so much, Mark, for showing up here, for showing up in your world. And uh, I really appreciate that you took the time to talk with me. Thank you, Dr. Friedman. And I can't thank you enough. My life has been transformed since we've uh, met. And uh, I thank you for all your efforts. And uh, it really is an effort. I know you're a very busy person, but you treat each person individually and uh, you focus just on them when they don't think about all the other things you got going on. You give attention <laughs> to us. So thank you very much. Thank you.